What's up guys, this is Makaya with Back On Topic and welcome to yet another episode. And today we're gonna be exploring the realm of anxiety. And this is something that is very prevalent to our modern society. I see a lot of this on Instagram and TikTok, just the internet in general. A lot of people struggling with anxiety in their day-to-day lives. And a lot of people don't have access to a lot of things that you can really do to lower your levels of anxiety in whatever situation it is that you're going through. And there have been a lot of studies that look at anxiety and look at ways to overcome it. And we're going to be talking about one specific study and something that you can implement in your life today, right now, and continue to practice that will make your life so much better, no matter what it is that you're struggling with, whether it's public speaking, whether it's going up to talk to that person that you like, whether it's just your day-to-day life with general anxiety, no matter what it is, you can apply these principles And you're going to start to see your levels of anxiety will decrease a ton. And the effective strategy for this is something that we call in psychology emotion regulation. And this specific form of emotion regulation is called cognitive reappraisal. And it's something that I do in my day-to-day life, something that's helped me a lot with just situations in general. And essentially, what cognitive reappraisal is, is that you take a situation that you're in. And all you do is change the way that you think about the situation. And doing this effectively helps you change the way that you view the situation entirely, which will help your physiological response, right? And so one thing we have to understand about emotions is this. They all elicit a physiological response. And the first people to figure this out were William James and Carl Lange. And William James is the founder of psychology here at Harvard. Um, And what they found is that emotions are essentially our body's physiological response to an eliciting event, right? And so what that means is emotions are basically what our body feels when we experience something external that stimulates us or internal that stimulates us. And, you know, this has been pushed back on a lot, but I believe that a lot of it is actually pretty true. I mean, you experience an event and you start to feel your physiological response, how your body's reacting to it, and that enhances the emotion that you're feeling. However, this was pushed back on a bit because people started to ask the question of, okay, well, hold on. If this is just a physiological response to something then how can I tell the difference between two different emotions that have the same physiological response, such as anxiety and excitement? When you're extremely excited, your heart starts to race, your palms start to sweat. But when you're extremely anxious, you get the same physiological response. So how do I know the difference between the two? And so they ran a study to look at this where they gave people a shot of epinephrine. And what epinephrine does, it essentially like just enhances the body's physiological response, increases the heart rate, things like that. And they put people in a room with either a clown or in a room with an angry person. And what they saw is that if you were put in the room with a clown, you felt very excited and happy and you would laugh a lot. However, if you were put in a room with an angry person, you started to get angry. And so what that kind of pointed at is that, okay, emotion is a physiological response, but it's paired with a mental representation or a mental interpretation of the situation. And so this is when people started to really analyze, okay, well, you know what? 
How can I mentally change the way that I think about a situation? And if I do that, is that going to reevaluate the emotion that I'm feeling? Because if I take a situation and I'm thinking, oh, I'm super anxious for this, then I'm going to have a physiological response that could be the same as if I say, hey, I'm super excited about this. But if I'm excited for something, I don't feel fearful. And that's one of the things that comes with anxiety is a sense of fear. And so that's where the study comes from. And it's a study that comes out of Boston University. And what they did was they brought in people and they were going to have them give a 10 minute impromptu speech in front of a camera. And this is typically like a, a, a classic anxiety inducing task. A lot of people don't like to speak in front of cameras or in front of people. And so they knew that people were going to experience heightened levels of anxiety. But before they had them give the speech, they divided people into three groups. And what the purpose of this was is they wanted to see which level or which style of cognitive reappraisal would be the best. And so the three groups are a reappraisal group, suppression, and acceptance. And essentially what reappraisal said was, hey, you know what? Like, This is not something that you should be afraid of. There's no reason to be anxious. The situation does not present a threat to you. You know, no no matter what happens in the situation, it's just an experiment and there's no negative consequences. Okay, so it's it's all going to be fine. What the suppression group said was, hey, you know what? It's normal for you to feel this way. It's normal for you to feel discomfort and even some fear. But do your best not to let your feelings show. So suppress your feelings, do your best to not let it show for other people and not let them be able to tell that you're anxious, right? And what the acceptance group said, I mean, judging by the name, you could probably tell. They just said, hey, you know what? It's normal that you'll feel a little afraid. You'll feel a little scared, but, you know, just understand that this is normal. Let your emotions play their course and it'll all be fine. You know, just just let it happen and just accept your emotions. And so each of the groups gave their speech. And what they found in the results was this. It was very interesting. People who were in the reappraisal group, so the group that said there's no reason to be afraid, you know, this situation does not pose a threat to you, those people saw the lowest levels of anxiety of all of them. The people who saw the second lowest levels of anxiety were the people who were in the acceptance group, and the people who saw the highest levels of anxiety were in the suppression group. So this is very interesting. So it's showing that If you want to decrease your anxiety, the last thing you should do is worry about suppressing it and worry about not showing it to other people because that can actually increase your levels of anxiety because now you're worried about, ah, you know what, if I show this, am I going to, am I going to, you know, mess up? People are going to tell that I'm nervous if I show it to them, you know, it's like this kind of ties in with self-perception theory and self-perception theory basically states that. I make sense of my actions after they happen, right? And so if you're in a situation and you're suppressing them and you accidentally let it come out and your voice shakes or something, or you start stuttering, whatever happens, then your body's going to process that and say, oh, shoot, I must be really nervous. And then that's going to make you even more nervous, even more anxious. But when you compare that to the reappraisal group, what you see is those people are like, okay, you know what? This is a nerve wracking situation, but I'm not going to view it that way. I shouldn't be afraid. So if you're going up, you're giving that public speech. 
what you should tell yourself or you're about to do something anxiety inducing. Tell yourself, hey, you know what? This is not an immediate threat to me. If whatever happens, I'm not going to die. Okay. Whatever happens, I will continue breathing. I'll continue living. This situation is not going to be that bad. And another thing you have to realize is this. Try to spend a moment recalling your most embarrassing moment. Actually, you know what? Recall five of your most embarrassing moments. You could probably do that really quickly, right? Because it's always at the forefront of your brain. But you know what? Spend some time. You know, spend, spend 20 minutes trying to recall your best friend's top five most embarrassing moments. You probably can't. You probably can't at all. And what that should make you realize is that, okay, you know what? Even if you're in a situation where you feel embarrassed, you feel anxious, because a lot of anxiety comes from a fear of feeling embarrassed or a fear that a situation is not going to go in a way that will be pleasing to you. What you're going to realize is that nobody else will really remember that or will really even care because all they can remember is their own embarrassing moments. So when you reappraise the situation to think, hey, you know what? Even if I do mess up, nobody's going to care. Nobody, nobody's going to remember this. Then you start to feel much, much lower levels of anxiety in whatever you're doing. So it's very common for people to suppress their emotions. And the moral of this whole podcast is that don't do that. That's actually the exact opposite of what you should do. What you should do is reappraise your situation, change the way that you think about it, change the way that you view this situation, and I promise you, your levels of anxiety, your levels of stress, whatever it is, are it's going to decrease significantly. You're going to start to feel a lot better about yourself, a lot more co confident once you realize that, hey, nobody's really judging you as much as you think they're judging you, and they are for certain not judging you as much as you're judging yourself. So keep that in mind when you're reappraising your situations. The next time you have anything that's anxiety inducing, this is going to help you out so much. And it's also important to, to note that this thing comes with practice. So this isn't necessarily a strategy that you just implement right now and it starts working immediately. You have to keep doing it over and over, keep reappraising, keep finding new ways to reappraise your situations. And it's going to help you out so much and tremendously. So this has been another episode of Back on Topic. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Back on Topic and share this with your family and your friends. Thank you and have a great day.